Hello everyone, this is episode 583 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Rignez, and today I'll be talking about Mini Metro, the Anthem demo, which may or may not be available right now on Xbox to download for free for everyone. Well, I mean, it is available to download right now, but whether or not you can play it, whether or not it would work, if you could turn it on, well, that is, launch it, uh, I do not know. Uh, it might not start till this Friday. Someone told me that. I don't know. I have no idea, because I don't care that much. I'm somewhat excited for Anthem, but not that excited. And my one friend is really excited about it, but I will never buy a game just to play with him ever again because it's not going to happen. Um, I, I bought Sea of Thieves in hopes that we'd play together, and then he got tired of it, uh, and so that didn't really happen. Then we played Divinity Original Sin 2 uh, once together, and it was really fun, and then never again, so I deleted it, and I will not reinstall it, even if he asked me. Never, never again. Um, we had a good Halo run, Halo 5 run. But anywho, the reason why... Regardless of whether it's live or not right now, I, I can't launch the Anthem demo on Xbox One, at least, is because Xbox Live is currently having issues where you basically can't use your console at all for anything, even to play disc-based games or anything at all. It's just a brick. This may not be across all consoles, but uh, a plenty. And it, it, it's known on the Twitter's Xbox support uh, has, has posted a few tweets about it that they're they're aware of it and I guess the their maintenance team or whatever have found it their engineers have found out what the issue is or the cause of the issue or have located something that they will resolve in hopefully a, a short amount of time so ideally by the time you're hearing this all these issues and problems will have been resolved and it'll be like nothing happened for you However, if they aren't, then you're experiencing the ability to do nothing when you turn on your Xbox, like I am experiencing. So it's an annoying thing that the Xbox One is completely useless when Xbox Live is having an issue like this. Uh, You'd think that it would just mean that you can't access Xbox Live, you can't access the store, uh, you wouldn't be able to access multiplayer or something, but you still be able to access the games you purchased on your home console uh, or any disc you own. But you can't because the OS is all busted. You may be able to open up the guide, but in all likelihood you won't be able to navigate through it to get to settings or anything at all or, or access your library. But if you are downloading updates or games... Those will still be downloading, so that part of Xbox Live is fine. And I know this because when I did get the guide to show up here and there, I would see an update and its progression increase. Like it would be at 48%, then 43%. So it was moving. The needle was moving. It was downloading. But outside of that, I couldn't do anything on the Xbox, which was very frustrating and annoying. Um,. Because I love my Xbox. It is my favorite console. And so, hopefully I just I just want it to be back. I, I, don't like the, I, I don't like looking at my Xbox One X, which was an expensive console, and thinking, 
well, this is just a giant paperweight that is absolutely worthless. And I want it to work because I started Jade Empire. I finally started Jade Empire for my offshoot of Attack the Backlog second runs where I play games I loved or I, or I love who, that I haven't gotten around to playing again and giving them a second go to see if I still love them as much as I did when I first played them. And I've played about three hours of Jade Empire and I'm not yet sure how I feel about it. I still like it, but I don't know if I'll end up loving it because I just, I don't know. And, and part of it is because it, it is just starting to open up. I've gotten, I, I got out of the, the main opening area, the school and all that, and the small little town that exists outside of it just now, probably about a half hour uh, before I don't know. I, I probably about like two and a half hours in. I got out of that area. I'm a bit flustered because I've had to restart this episode a few times uh, due to things just happening. And now I'm just annoyed and I want to get this episode over and done with. But I'm just now getting outside of that area. So the world is starting to open it up more. And I'm excited to see just more of the world and more characters and interact with people outside of all these students who are just kind of they're not boring but there's not much variety in what they have to say you know they're all students and they might come from different places but ultimately they're all students and they all can provide you with almost the same information so i'm excited for that and i'm excited for more romance options because the one that they're just pushing so hard there's always this like super heavy flirting dialogue choice with her with Dawnstar I'm like nope nope I don't want to at times I do the flirty option because the other two just seem so out of character whether it's being too mean or cocky or just I don't know really weird um, but I, I'm looking forward to playing more the combat system is okay I thought there was a little bit more depth to it but there isn't I like that you can change between styles on the fly which is something i remember but it got me thinking how i would love to play a dark souls like game with this kind of setting where the combat is martial arts and instead of you know picking uh, or being based on weapons and your starting class or whatever you just learn new fighting styles throughout the game and can switch between them on the fly using the d-pad like in jade empire i think that would be really cool and fun and that might be how Sekiro works. I can't remember if that is something where you don't really get new weapons or anything, but new fighting styles. I'm not. I can't remember because I've kind of just not paid attention to too much going on with that game because I know I'm gonna want to play it, and I would like to be as blind going in as possible. So, yeah. But um, I forgot 100% that there were shmup sections in Jade Empire. They're pretty short. They're not good. They're not bad. They're just weird that they're there. And I, I'm just, I'm still kind of fl flustered over their existence at all. It was really surprising when that came up. I'm like, what is going on? This is, this is weird. Why is this here? Man, I don't know. It's, but it's there. It is there. And you could do it. I mean, you have to do it if you're playing Jade Empire. But um, I'm excited to play more. Nathan Fillion's in it, which I do not like. 
not because I don't like Nathan Fillion, but because his voice is very distinct. And all I can think of whenever he speaks as Lesser Gao is, this is Nathan Fillion, this is Nathan Fillion, this is Nathan Fillion. Please will Nathan Fillion just shut up because I can't stop thinking about Nathan Fillion. And it was just a big distraction that I couldn't avoid. I wonder, because the game came out, I think in like 2001 or something, somewhere around there, if he was as big of a deal, because I don't know when Firefly came out, I wasn't, I'm not a huge Firefly fan or anything. I watched Serenity a few days ago, or I watched the first 40 or so minutes, and then I realized I don't like this because I don't like the writing. The characters aren't doing much for me, so I, I don't care about this. So the story is like, ugh. Um, and it made me wonder if I should even bother trying Firefly. Maybe Serenity is just not good, but I don't know. I, I should probably just accept the fact that when it comes to Whedon, I don't like a lot of his crap. Uh, or I don't like a lot of his stuff. I'm not going to just call it crap. But his Whedonisms and all his stuff, his writing, is too much for me. Um, it just doesn't doesn't work for me often. I love Dr. Horrible so much. I love Dr. Horrible. And I, I really enjoyed In Your Eyes, which I think he just wrote. Um, which is a, a little bit out of character. Because it's, it's not like a... a th- it's not a fantasy or like it's a romance that has a I don't know if you call it fantasy or sci-fi it just has a a fantastical twist to it where two people are able to see through each other's eyes but I really like that movie I wish it would come out on blu-ray I think it came out on blu-ray in Australia but I I'd never bought the blu-ray even though I think it was region free and now it seems to be so hard to get I don't know I wish I purchased it. Um, but yeah, I like that. Cabin in the Woods, I think, I think is okay. But I don't really know. <laughs> I remember the ending not working for me. Like, I thought the ending was kind of cool for the most part. But for whatever reason, when the giant hand comes out, at the like the, the last, whatever, five seconds of the movie, I was, I rolled my eyes so hard at just that. Why, I don't know why this giant hand didn't work for me, but everything prior to it, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, what was it talking about? Jade Empire, Nathan Fillion. Jade Empire, I'm excited to play more of it. Playing on Xbox One X, I love how crisp everything is. It's a little bit jarring when it transitions between cutscenes because the cutscenes aren't up or anything, so they're real fuzzy. And then it goes to the end game visuals that are really sharp and clean and crisp and look great for how old the games are. I love what Xbox One X does for original Xbox games. It's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, played, like I said, about three hours of it, which means I'm probably about one-sixth of the way through the game or so. I'll probably take a little bit longer because I talk to everyone. and It, it makes for a very boring game for streaming i streamed the majority of my playthrough with it so far um but yeah mini metro so i played some mini metro on switch had this for a while and i just got around to it now because i i am like really hot and cold with the switch which is to say i remember to play games on my switch and then i forget that i even have a switch for a month and then i remember to play games on my switch 
which is in part because when I'm playing on the TV, I don't want to play a Switch. And I forget to take it out of the dock to just play it around my house. Uh, and then sometimes I take it with me when I'm going out and I'm going to be in the car for a while or I'm going to be on the train for a while or something or other. And then I never actually use it because I don't, I don't really like playing games on any console, Switch, Vita, mobile, whatever, when in a car or a train. Like I just, I don't know why. That's that's why. I mean, that's why people care about things being portable. That's that's the appeal of the portability is the ability to play them on the go, and I can't do it for what I don't know why um, you know I think part of it is that on the train I'm just conditioned to think if I pull out anything expensive then I have to be very aware of my surroundings because somebody's going to try and swipe it and I don't want to deal with that so I think that's part of it it's just like this paranoia that comes with living in Chicago or any kind of big city I guess uh, that just makes me say like I I would be so pissed off if anyone ever tried to swipe anything that I was messing with. Um, but Mini Metro is a game, speaking of being on the train, where you create your own subway system. And it's very simple and very, very intuitive. It doesn't have any kind of tutorial. If it does, it didn't prompt any for me. But it is so intuitive and so straightforward that you don't need it to hold your hand. You'll figure out how to think, how everything works uh, after a few minutes. Because I, after loading up and it just threw me into the mix, I was like, what the hell is going on? I don't like this. This is horrible. I don't want to bother with this. And then a few minutes later, I'm like, ooh, I like this a lot. This is very simple and I get it. And this is fun. And uh, I like it. Um, I think it's also available on mobile and on PC. I'm not sure about other consoles. But the basic setup is that you are placing these subway lines between these shapes that pop up on the screen. And they could be triangles, circles, squares. Later on, you'll have like uh, stars and stuff like that. And you're, you're laying down the track between the stations. You'll have different colors for different lines. Uh, they can intersect and stuff like that as well. You have to worry about water and uh, building tunnels under those. You'll have a limited supply of those, a limited supply of uh, cars for the, the train, uh, train cars, and you can get upgrades for those as well, um, and upgrades for stations for holding people and, and transfers. And the the shape of the the um, the station uh, is important because at all these stations you'll see these little uh not dots but little shapes next to them that indicate a person who wants to take the train to get to a station of that type so a circle station could have a few boxes a few circles some triangles and you have to make sure that that line is connected to all of those shapes or is connected to a station that is also connected to another line that is connected to those shapes so that they can do a transfer because if you don't have it set up that way they'll just be sitting at that station forever and eventually it'll be overcrowded and you'll fail and it's very simple I, I mean that's the basic way it all works you'll you'll get more tunnels for going under the the water and 
you'll get these upgrades to, like I said, the, the stations that can improve the, the wait time and their ability to, their, like, capacity and stuff like that. Um, and it's just really simple. You can adjust the train lines and, and move them so that if they have one that is kind of going in, like, a weird zigzag and, and taking more of the time, you can find a better route and, and maybe take it off of one station so that it'll have a smoother ride and then put in a new line or adjust another line so that everything flows a lot uh, easier and, and smoothly. Um, and, and that's that's pretty much it. There's also an endless mode and creative mode if you're not if you, if you don't want to deal with the gamey aspect of the, the base mode, which if uh, station overcrowds, you'll you'll lose and have to start all over. Um, but uh, one thing I like about that too is that you can play that mode and you can keep playing it and then eventually if you get tired of that and you just kind of want to relax for a little bit, every time when you, you lose that game, uh, you know, it'll tell you how long your your run as a manager or whatever has lasted and how many people you got to their stations and, or to their destinations and then you can restart or you can just continue in creative mode or endless mode. Uh, where it's a lot more freeing and you could just play around without the worry of failure, which is nice. If, you, if you're looking for relaxation, there are modes in the game that exist for that purpose, but also if you want somewhat of a challenge where it just like things start getting crazy pretty early on, you can adjust the speed, uh, two times speed or pause it if you if you really need to like manage a lot of the, the track to uh, optimize it all. But I, I really like it. It's simple, straightforward, very easy to learn in just a few minutes. I, w I was really impressed by that because when I first launched it, you know, the first minute or so, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is this game not telling me anything? And then I quickly realized everything for myself. You know, the, the shapes, both of the station and, and the customers on there. And when I first failed, I was like, why did I fail? And it's, it told me, I'm like, how how am I supposed to know? And then I'm like, oh, there's there are clear indicators. It's it's a very clean, bright game. You know, it's got a, a like a light gray, very very light gray background. The stations are white with thick black borders, and then the colors of the stations. The the first ones are all primary colors. So you have red, yellow, and blue, and then you get like a, a sky blue and a green and other colors that come into play as you progress like i don't know how exactly you quote unquote level up where it gives you some more cars and you know potentially more tunnel things you can like pick between two at a time it'll give you maybe like a, a carrier um for or carriage or whatever for a, a to attach to a an already existing train and stuff like that <clears throat> but i like it and i'd like to put more time i think it is a game that I've played only on the TV at this point, and after the bit I've played, I don't think I'll ever want to play it on the TV again because it, it just feels very much like a mobile game. Like it just feels like a game I want to play on a small screen, portably, and just take it wherever. Like it, it just does not feel like a TV experience. But other than that, I really am enjoying it, and uh, I'm excited to play more of it. Though, who knows when I will? I mean, I'll play it on the couch in front of the TV looking at the switch and not on the TV because I'm sure as hell not taking on the train though that would be interesting wouldn't it to play a game about 
making i'm not making trains but i'm making lines and watching trains go by so that would be fun i mean the trains move a lot quicker than they do or you'd at least get to the your destinations quicker because it's there are a lot fewer stops at least in the beginning and then things get really crazy and it could be easy to get overwhelmed and for stations to pop up and not even realize it happened to me a few times we're just like oh what's going on why did i fail oh there was a station in that corner that i just never paid any attention to or sometimes a station will pop up and i won't see an ideal route to it immediately and i'll think well there aren't that many people there right now they can just sit there there's no line to it i'll get around to them eventually and then i forget and i don't get around to them uh, but it, it's fun i think it's 10 bucks worth checking out if you like those kind of games and uh i think it's good it is good other than that haven't really played much of anything else that i can think of i mean things there are some things that i just i can't yet talk about so there's that but of the things i can't talk about i think that's pretty much it movie wise i watched the sixth sense again for the first time since i saw it around the time it came out i've never seen it without knowing the twist and i don't remember like when i first saw it I think I liked it, but I know I didn't love it or anything because it never made much of an impression on me. And having watched it again, it's just a, it's a bad movie. I can't say for certain because I it's impossible to know if I if I would have figured it out the, the twist uh, having not known it the first time I saw it. But it seems pretty fucking uh, obvious. It just it do, it's there's so much bad in the movie. Uh, and, and all the things where it's trying to be clever doesn't work. Um, and it's just, it feels like, I don't know if I want to say this or not, if, if this is exactly how I feel, but, but part of me wants to say it, it feels like a made for TV or made for a straight to DVD type of video that happens to have some well-known faces and it. it just, there's something about it that just feels cheap and like someone's for like it feels like a student film, just like one that has a high budget, a big budget. Uh, and then I watch Signs again, and I still love Signs. I don't like Signs. I love Signs. I love all of it. The end is silly only in the way it's filmed. I think the whole water stuff, the daughter putting it up everywhere, and all that like. I don't have any issue with any of that. My issue with the end is just the way it's filmed and the way they show Joaquin Phoenix grabbing the bat and then him gripping on it, uh, gripping it, uh, and focusing on that and just the way it swings. And then when it turns to a first-person view of uh, through the eyes of the alien and he hits him with a big swing that makes him fall down and then the water drips over the camera lens, that's just it's that's stupid. That whole part is stupid. But outside of that, I think the whole setup for that, with the alien being there, the one that he, that Mel Gibson chopped off a few fingers of in M. Knight's house, that all works for me. And the whole asthma thing and the, the poison not getting into his lungs because, like, so much of the end really does work for me. I just think the way it's filmed and shot <laughs> feel. I mean, that feels, again, like a student film. It's just like, this is some corny dumb shit you could have done better 
uh, and I think the score is really good. I, I just I love signs. I think the the faith aspect of it really works with the 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 story, and I, I just I think signs is great. I think signs is great. And then other than that, I think I want to rewatch it, but I'm guessing now that Signs and Split are the only two movies I like. I never liked Unbreakable. I would like to rewatch that again, hopefully before watching Glass. I'm I'm still very excited for Glass, even though it's gotten very mixed reviews. I want to see it if for no other reason than just to see James McAvoy playing that character, those characters again, and more of them. I think they're like 18. In, in this one, because he's the reason why I loved Split so much. He was he was so incredible in that movie, uh, and I like him in general. But just seeing him play all these different characters and and do such a fantastic job as all of them, it was it was so much fun to watch. So I think ideally, even if Glass has a lot of issues and I just find a lot of problems with it, I I hope it is at least fun to watch because of him but who the hell knows um but yeah m night is i like i just look at the sixth sense and i'm like why 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 do people think that this was like the sign of some great new director creator I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I, I just watched the whole thing just to see how everything was going to play out, and for more stupid things where it's like a, the whole Bruce Willis thing doesn't add up, and some of the ways it shots is like why. One, there are things where you look at it and you think, what is going on? There's like half of this in his head. Why don't people realize that things are moving when he's moving around and all that kind of stuff? But also, why would we ever think that? He's still alive, given the fact that his wife never responds to him. When she says happy anniversary at the dinner, that that didn't that wasn't convincing at all. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think part of why signs works as well is because the actors are better. I love Bruce Willis, but he's not a great actor. I mean he is what he is. He he can do the like, I don't know, every man charm type of thing, but he's no Joaquin Phoenix or Mel Gibson. Um, so I think, I think that made, or at least helps make signs a much more compelling film because they're, they're great in it. And so are the kids. Um, I still think it's weird that he puts himself in his movies and, and not even because he's bad or anything. I think he's fine. Like his role in signs, he does a fine job in it. I just, why, why do you, why, why, why? He didn't put himself in a last airbender, did he? He should have and had himself killed for ruining everyone's favorite series. The last airbender, oh god. The last airbender is such a fucking travesty. The movie. The the series is my favorite animated series of all time. I love that series so much. <laughs> that, that movie. Oh fuck that movie but yeah that's pretty much it as far as what i'm watching i'm sorry watching dragon ball super again because i can watch the dub the the, the most recent release episodes of the dub on my apple tv can't watch it on my ipad though the funimation app is not working at all now on my ipad so i don't know what the hell that is all about but 
watching more of that and it's in it's in full-on uh filler mode right now where i am in the series which is about in the 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 mid-70s episode wise and i guess today i think they release another batch of episodes through like episode 91 for the dub which is the only way i'll watch it because i've said this before and i'll say it again uh goku's japanese voice actor is terrible or at least his like the voice does not suit goku at all i just i can't take it i would be willing to watch the rest of the series and complete it if i didn't have to deal with that crap but i still really like super a lot dragon ball's fun dragon ball is a fun thing anywho that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. That's it. (laughs) I was going to say .com. That's not right. Just youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. And if you'd like to check out the art I do, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And as always, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed this here episode. Thank you for watching or listening. There have been no updates via Xbox support, so who knows what's going on there. Hopefully, again, by the time you hear all this, it's all good. But anywho, again, <laughs> thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And if you are in my city of Chicago, or in the Midwest, somewhere, please stay safe, stay warm, don't go outside unless you have to. Hopefully, your place of work is closed, or at least is letting you work from home, if that is a possibility. But uh, if you are outside, bundle up and just, just be safe. It's It's dangerous out there in some places, so... Don't do anything you don't have to. So, uh, yeah. That will do it. Alright. Bye! Bye!